Hello, hey, welcome to my podcast, So Dot Damn Dot Interesting, and I am your host, TOE. I'm going to work my hardest in the next 30 minutes, oh yes, to become your favorite host, your favorite bipolar, queer, half Japanese, but 100% fun host. Every episode, I'm going to work my hardest to keep those ears of yours perked up. Frequently funny, occasionally outrageous, and sometimes a little sappy. I'm inviting you to hop on my crazy train every month, and you're just not going to know what's in store. For today's episode, which happens to be our first episode, so thank you so much for tuning in, you're going to have the chance to learn just a little bit about me, and of course, you'll get to meet my bathing suit. Well, you've got to stay tuned in for that. Don't go away. I got so much for you. I've also got a wonderful little story to share with you about my experience at a Lakota purification ceremony and... Well, it includes my poodle, Sammy, so you're going to have to stay around and listen to that one. Alrighty, I said I'd tell you a little bit about myself, and real quick here, here's just a touch. I am 60 years old, or almost 60 years old. My birthday's in December, and I was born in Pennsylvania, which is why the Southerners here in Arkansas, where I live, say that I don't sound quite right. Anyways, I went to medical school up in upstate New York at the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry, and then I ended up moving to Los Angeles for about 10 years, Pasadena specifically, and oh goodness, you want to go visit Pasadena. It's just a wonderful little town. They got the Rose Parade, the Rose Bowl, all kinds of good stuff. Well, When I was in Pasadena, I finished all my training, and then later I became a faculty member at the UCLA Medical Center. And I'm retired now. As I said, I now live in Little Rock, Arkansas. And believe me, I am always on the lookout for some kind of adventure, whether it's here in Arkansas or in the nation or overseas. I just have the greatest partner in the world for all of these adventures And she's my partner in this podcast and my partner in life, Miss Cynthia J. And I'll frequently call her CJ. So if there's something fun or strange, trust me, we'll be there. We were at the Falk Monster Bigfoot Conference in Falk, Arkansas. That actually turned out to be really interesting, although there were some really weird moments. And we've also been to the Elvis Tribute uh, Artist Concert over a weekend in some rickety old barn in the middle of nowhere in northeast Arkansas. So trust me, I have lots of stories to share with you. And that is just a little bit about me. And I promise you, we are going to get to know each other better and better every month. And especially when you write to me at my email and tell me a little bit about you. My email address is so.dam.interesting at gmail.com. That's so.dam, and that's spelled D-A-M-N, dot interesting at gmail.com. 
And I'd like to start out these segments, and of course, this is the first one I'm doing, but I'd like to start out these segments with a moment of gratitude. And I know, I know, just don't hit the stop button yet. I know that sounds corny, but it really has seemed to help me. And also, I never said my gratitude had to be serious because my gratitude is for the new bathing suit that's going to arrive at my house in two days that is much larger than the bathing suit I have now. Yes, meet my bathing suit. Well, it all came about because I had needed to do something in, something more for exercise. And because my insurance paid for it, I joined this nifty little but real gym. So, like, the people there are one-third of my age. And they're about one-third of my weight. <laughs> and they're like really into it, wearing their gym clothes and checking out other people and looking at themselves in the mirror and grunting and groaning as, I mean, I'm just telling you, it's not like any gym I'd ever been in. But anyways, they have a lap pool and I decided I would start swimming. Well, you need a swimming suit to go swimming. So I got online and checked out the suits at Tomboy X. Now, for those of you who are not in the LGBTQ know, which means almost all of you, there's a store called Tomboy X in Washington State. It's owned by queer people and they make clothing, primarily bras and underwear and some swimsuits and things like that for folks like me who don't really fit into the traditional category of what kind of swimsuit we're going to buy. So anyways, I found this lovely black it's like a jumper. It has a four and a half inch inseam, little cap sleeves, and a zipper down the front. All black, colored on the side. I look good. So anyways, I tried it on. Had a little trouble getting it over my shoulders. And any normal person would not wear that bathing suit. But not me. I went to the gym on Tuesday, and I put on that bathing suit, and I swam all my laps. And I was so proud of myself. And I came into the gym I mean, into the locker room, and I could not get my bathing suit off. <laughs> That's right. I could not get it off. And making matters worse, I mean, this is a huge locker room. There's like one area of all these lockers and, you know, bench to sit on. Then there's a second one, and then separated is a third one. And there's no one else in this locker room except for one woman, and she's standing three feet away from me. So she's standing there getting dressed, kind of looking at me. And I am like tugging on this thing and pulling on it. I can't get my arm through it. I can't do anything. I, I feel a little like rip in the back of my neck. And she still hasn't gone. She's still looking at me. So then I decided to pretend like I was doing something in my locker and I was like arranging my sneakers and pulling my bra out and putting it somewhere else. Eventually she left, right? So there I am again, pulling on this thing and trying to pull it down. And another woman comes in, the only woman in the locker room, and she too comes and is standing three feet away from me. So I finally gave up. And I decided I would have to wear my bathing suit home. So I put my clothes over my bathing suit, which was still wet. And I had to walk out of that gym with my clothes starting to have wet spots all over them in bad locations. And I drove home. 
Well, thank God, Cynthia, CJ was here, and she helped me with great problems get my bathing suit off. And, you know, I thought to myself later, what would I have done if she wasn't there? I would have had to wear my bathing suit all day. And I don't know what I was going to do if I had to go to the bathroom. I hope you're not imagining it either, my dear listener. But anyways, that is why my gratitude, I'm filled with gratitude that one, someone helped me get my bathing suit off. But two, yes, please meet my bathing suit. It's the new larger one that's going to be arriving, hopefully in one or two days. Now, um... I also thought I'd start out my podcast with a mailbox where we could read things from the mail, which, of course, our mailbox today is empty. Zero, nada, zilch, because we just started. Aha. Dear listener, you can solve that problem by writing to me with your ideas, your comments, your pithy words of advice, or even a topic or a person you would like on this show. So write to me at so.damn.interesting at gmail.com or check out our Instagram page, and I really can't wait to hear from you. Well, we're done with our bathing suit part, and now, like I promised you, I'm going to read you a story. So if you're walking in the neighborhood, you got to walk a non-dangerous street so you can focus on this story. Or if you're in your car... You know, make sure that you're going at a safe speed and that you're ready to listen up. Because this is a story you're going to want to hear the whole way through. Because, of course, you want to learn about a Lakota sweat ceremony, but you also want to learn about how I roasted and almost lost my mind. So I'm not saying that this is a funny thing. A purification ceremony and cleansing ceremony is very serious. And I will take you there. I'll take you to that quiet place in the woods where you will find an Anipi or a Lakota sweat lodge. And there you'll also join me as an elder takes us through that ceremony. And in the darkness and the heat, you will be transported far away. So, it was a serious, a wonderful purification ceremony, and it was also reflective, at least as reflective as I could be when I felt like I was in a mildly life-threatening situation. So, I bring to you the warrior round. Mike and I sat in his apartment listening to the traffic outside while drinking Jack and Coke. We were discussing weighty issues such as whose girlfriend had misbehaved the most in the past week. Well, the conversation turned to his upcoming sweat ceremony just two days away. And suddenly Mike turned to me and said, Tio, would you like to come? Well, up until that moment, He really hadn't asked me. I don't think he had considered me because he knew I was Episcopalian. I mean, the most crazy thing I'd ever done as an Episcopalian was to wear my cargo shorts and flip-flops to the Eucharist rail. But I was actually thrilled, and I was honored, and I instantly said, of course, I want to be there. So Mike hugged me, and he told me a summary of what would happen at the ceremony, and that all sounded great to me. 
And then he said very matter-of-factly, well, you don't have to be naked. <laughs> I, I was like, what? I, well, my stomach did a little somersault, but Mike never blinked because nothing phased him. And he said, okay, okay, don't worry about it, T.O. It'll be okay. Just don't wear any underpants. What? No underpants? I mean, why? Why no underpants? Well, Mike then explained to me that the spirit would be flowing through me and that the spirit needed an exit point. Well, Any good Episcopalian would choose the ear as the exit point. Well, as I left his apartment, my mind was swirling with thoughts of myself on a dirt floor in the dark without underpants, keeping company with half-naked persons I barely knew, any spirit of some sort exiting my body in a rather uncomfortable location. But as Mike would say to you, It'll be okay. So I took a deep breath. I put my trust in him. I went home and I began to pack. The next day we arrived at the Unity Retreat Center in Northwest Arkansas. Sarah was the leader of our sweat ceremony. She was one of the elders. She met our group and we went out to greet the ancestors and prepare the lodge. The lodge was located in a somewhat woody section of town, but there was a clearing where you could see this enormous fire that had obviously been built several hours ago. It was crackling and hissing, and the flames were licking up into the sky. We had to get saplings, or there was a sapling frame that was lashed together, and our job in these early moments was to form the sweat lodge. So we took quilts and old blankets and animal skins and laid them carefully over the entirety of the sapling frame until there was no point where there was any exit where any air or light could get in. The only thing left was a flap and we could draw that blanket back to enter and exit the anipi. Well, the flames were going higher and higher, and those sacred rocks were heating up and glowing bright. And it was this enormous fire that we be ceremony that morning. There were many prayers, things that really needed to be done that I didn't always understand. By 10 o'clock, Mike had finished with a set of prayers. He then went and picked up a conch shell, and he blew it to the north and the south and the east and the west. And then there was the time for us to smoke the ceremonial pipe. So there was some sacred tobacco. It was placed in the pipe and lit, and we passed it around our circle. The ancestors in the fire were now ready, and that sweat lodge had been built, and it was ready too. It was time to remove our sandals and be covered in lavender smoke and enter the lodge. I was waiting to enter when I overheard several folks discussing their past sweat lodge experiences. These folks were experienced with many sweat ceremonies, and they obviously loved sweat ceremonies. They loved the heat of the last round and I overheard them call each other sweat hogs. I couldn't help but think that here I was, a sweat piglet, so to speak, and my inaugural sweat was about to begin. 
Well, after we found our seats in the dirt, the first seven ancestors were brought into the lodge. They were placed in the center and the flap was shut. At first, the large the lodge was dark and silent. At first, it was actually somewhat cool. I had no idea what to expect, what I should say, when I should pray. Do I pray out loud or do I pray to myself? There were so many questions. But thankfully, Sarah, our elder, guided our way through each of the beginning rounds. Water would be poured over the rocks several times, and steam would begin to fill the anipi. The lodge now, after three rounds of ancestors being brought in and sacred water poured over them, it was beginning to get quite hot, and it was filling with steam. And those 21 ancestors from the first three rounds glowed brightly in the middle. We prayed collectively, we prayed individually, and we were all focused on Mike as each round seemed to become hotter and hotter and filled with more steam. Brandy, Mike's friend, recited the 23rd Psalm from memory. She said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then she continued through the entire psalm. This experience was indeed spiritual and mystical for me, but the heat was rising. I looked around and realized that now some people had removed clothing. Others were settling in the dirt. I myself was still clothed despite the layer of sweat that covered my skin. And though I tried to still my mind, I was full of questions Like, had I in fact chosen the heaviest cotton t-shirt in my closet to wear today? Were those women over there half-naked or totally naked? I couldn't tell. Could I keep my composure if that man beside me who was naked and sweaty slimed me one more time? Well, finally, it was time for that fourth round the fourth and final round. And all things considered, I thought I was doing pretty well. I had made it through the first three rounds, no problem. Well, how bad could this last round really get? I was about to find out. David, our firekeeper, announced that he had a surprise for us for this final round, and he proceeded to bring into the lodge every single remaining ancestor that was left far more than the usual seven for each round. That pile now seemed to me to be four feet high. He shut the flap. Immediately and dramatically, the temperature increased, and I quickly scooted back against the sapling frame. It was too hot. It was too hot. And even before the first ladle of the sacred water was poured on top of the ancestors, I was starting to roast and the round had barely begun. I briefly thought about my t-shirt and how it sealed the heat against my skin, but I said no. I would continue to be my piglet self and leave my shirt on. And then out of the darkness, I heard Sarah speak. This is the final round, the warrior round. You can leave if you must, but try to stay in. Roar like the lions in Africa. Howl like the wolves on the Lakota plains, but stay in. And then Sarah began to beat a drum and sing a Lakota song, her gravelly voice chanting this native tongue. 
and steam began to fill the anipi even more until I couldn't even see anyone on the other side. And through the heavy mist, though, I did see Mike. He was on his knees, his arms reaching to the sky, soaking in the heat of his purification. But for me, each minute brought more heat, more steam, more sweat, more thoughts of pulling back that flap for a rush of cool air. I was now almost certain I would not be able to honor Mike and stay in. I sat upright, heart pounding, sweat dripping off my nose. I stared at that water ladle. I was willing it to stop begging for the ancestors to stop their heat and steam. I couldn't escape this physical torment. I tried everything to escape the overwhelming heat. I sat up. I lay down. I rolled in the dirt. I stuck my hand outside through a small crack in the anipi wall, but nothing. So with my cortex blistering and desperation mounting, I sat up and had me a wardrobe malfunction. I ripped off my t-shirt. I flung it behind me. And then I sat there, waiting for some kind of air conditioner to appear, but nothing. Still hot, still sweaty, still wondering if I could make it to the end. I was now a sweaty, half-naked piglet, and I just didn't care. I was on fire. Just when I knew my failure was imminent and I would have to leave the lodge, I heard a roar. It was a lion of Africa. And then there was a howl from the Lakota Plains. The lodge filled with their sounds. The unending beat of that drum and the hiss of the ancestors roaring, howling. My ears filled with this noise. My skin was blistering. My nostrils filled with steam. My heart was galloping in my chest. I was mad, but I needed to survive. I wanted desperately to be a warrior. And it was then, in that madness, that I found what I needed to survive. I dug deep. And when I came up, it wasn't a lion or a wolf. It was the voice of Sammy, my miniature poodle, and his high-pitched bark. It was the only thing I could do. I barked, and then I barked louder until I was barking at the top of my steam-filled lungs. Well, it could have been five minutes or five years. I really had no idea. But then suddenly, it all stopped. No song, no drum, no lions, no wolves, no poodle. Just like that, it was over. The flap opened. Cool air and sunlight rushed in. And then reality hit me. Where did I throw my shirt? But in a few seconds, I found it. And then I crawled out of the anipi. 
I found a nearby stump and sat down and had a long drink of water. The sweat was over. Later, all of us ate our sacred food of corn, squash, and beans, and it really had been a good day. I had honored Mike. And me? Well, I had found my inner poodle and in the process became a warrior. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story. I sure have a lot more to bring you and interesting people to interview. So thanks for joining me on So Damn Interesting. And I really am thrilled that you chose to give me some of your precious time. And I'm hoping that you'll decide to give me a listen next month. And what about next month, you ask? Yes, episode two is coming and it is titled... The Penis, The Operating Room, and Curious George. Trust me, there won't be anything offensive. You'll love hearing that story. You really don't want to miss that. And again, I'd love to hear your comments, so write to me at so.damn.interesting at gmail.com. Fill up that mailbox, and who knows? I am crazy enough, and I love a fun, adventurous life enough that I may take you up on your crazy idea. My thanks to the best support person ever in this life, Miss Cynthia J. I send her my thanks and my love. Thanks to Brent, who is an audio genius and graciously shared his brain and equipment with me. And special thanks to Sammy the Poodle for his moral support. Music was provided by Delicate Beats, a premium beats licensed music. And promise me something, will you? Be brave. Go out there and hop on the crazy train sometime before we meet again, even if only for a few minutes. And better yet, write to me and tell me about your adventure. Love and peace, y'all. This is TOE. I am out of here.